will not attack another nation, will not allow another nation to attack them, and will not intervene in the conflicts of other nations. The reason that we of Orb have been able to maintain this ideal in an era of sweeping changes is that we believe it is the most basic and important component of the framework we human beings call a nation. Now, as we face the present situation, I still believe this to be true. The Earth forces are threatening to attack us unless we join their camp. However, in light of our beliefs, we cannot comply with their demands. Hello and welcome to Clip Show Hell. My name is Jeremy. I'm Tyler, but you already knew that because you've already watched this show. Yeah. Can we just, like, recycle my dialogue to save money so I can go home? Wait, no, this is great. We'll just pick up another time of him saying, I'm Zach. No, I don't want to do the work. Okay, that's fair. (laughs) Of course, I don't want to do the work. He doesn't want to do the work. I'm screwed because I'm already here and Jeremy won't let me leave if I don't. My name is Jeremy. Accurate. <laughs> no, part of me once thought about just trying to Frankenstein together an episode. <laughs> that would be so much but, work. But there though. is some new, A, that. B, there is some new content in this episode. There is. Okay. Um, C, I don't want to do that 20 goddamn times or however many clip shows there are in Destiny. All right. All right. Like in all seriousness. Episodes. This is It's a Gundam. This is It's a Gundam. My name is Michael. How is everybody doing? Just great, JC. I'm not technically lying. Yeah, and I'm Brandon, and you're... I don't know your middle name. <laughs> Brooks. Is it really? Huh. Yeah, no, I've got a great middle name. What are you talking about? It's a terrible name to be called, though. Like, yeah. it's a good middle name. You can't go by that, I don't think. It's a good, like, if you're, like, on a police force or something, you could be like, Brooks, what's yeah. the sitch? Like, that's fine. It also leads me to have a great pen name, because TB Tift is up there with Arl Stein. It's got some serious pen name energy. See, I couldn't go by my middle name, because then if I ever went back to visit my relatives, anybody looking for a Michael would get, like, three or four different people. And also, you'd have to be open a hobby store. So, we're watching Phase 20, Pass, the first of many clip episodes. I like how this one's just called Pass. I'm like, oh no, is this a clip episode? And then started, I'm like, oh, there's some new footage. This is nice. And then it was a clip episode. Uh, Let's just get into it. We can try to delay. You can create some content. Hey, let's check in. Tyler, how are you liking Destiny so far? I know I'm down on it now. Um, you know, I... I'm still liking it, but I have noticed that we are on a downward trajectory for the last, like, three or four episodes, which actually is, like, a quarter of the series already. We are two-fifths of the way through. Total? Yeah, because 50 episodes. This is also still where, if you were watching this week to week, you would be probably looking at it still with the idea of, you can pull up, you can save this, it's still salvageable. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff to work with in here still. Honestly, when I was watching it, it wasn't even pull up. It was, this is still good. I am actively still enjoying the show. It's been slow recently. Because, like, a mostly. bunch of the new characters are still pretty good characters. Lunamaria, Mayrin, Shin, Talia. Like, those are still all pretty good characters. Durundal's still also a decent character. I was actually going to ask, is that, Tyler, do you have a favorite character? 
Uh, Luna Maria, hands down. <laughs> Close runner-up, maybe Mayron. I think Mayron's my favorite this watch three. Definitely not um, my first one. I like Mayron a lot. Like, as a person, I'd want to hang out with... Actually, I'd still prefer to hang out with Luna Maria. Um, <laughs> and that's why she hates you so much. Yeah, that's fair. I like Mayron a lot, but I think Luna is just like... They give her a lot more screen time, mm-hmm. which is, I think, why I'm more attached to her. Also, I'm actually really enjoying Athrun on this run-through. I liked him a lot in, the, in Seed, but... I've always liked the Hawk sisters. I'm not a fan of Shin, personally, but that's because he reminds me way too much of me and aspects <laughs> of my personality I'm not Teenage overly Zach. fond of. Oh, you remember Teenage Zack. I do, yes. Do you have a favorite mobile suit, Tyler? You know, not really. None of the... I mean, the Zaku is just a fucking knockout design. It's great. So any of the Zaku... Actually, no. Never mind. I take that back. It's definitely Ezak's custom. Yeah. It, it, it's a watch. shame that all the creativity went into creating the Zakus and not the Gundams. I like some of the Gundams, as we've discussed plenty of the times. For this particular model? For this particular series? Yeah, I've got a lot of feelings on one coming up. I actually like the Savior. There are parts of the Impulse I like. I like the Gaia, all right. Like I said, I've really, like this watch through, I've kind of discovered a lot of elements of the Gaia I like. Yeah, I honestly, the Destiny I hated when I first watched the series, but it's grown on me so much since. I, I hate think the Destiny the is a great design. We haven't gotten to that one yet. So. I hate the Impulse. I hate the Kitchen Sink Gundam. <laughs> the Savior's okay, but it really feels generic, just red to me. Yeah. It, it seems like basically the Gundam painted red. It's not at all, but it feels It's like more it. of like the Zeta or Wing painted red. Yeah. I mean, also part of it is that like I've just realized there are a lot of Gundam designs that I think are bad. I think most of the G Gundam designs are bad. I think most of the Wing Gundam designs are bad. I think most of the Double O Gundam designs are bad. I actually think I like the Gundams in G Gundam a lot because they're all very they're all very thematic. It's they're all really true. stupid, but they're really thematic. There are a um, couple. Like the rose really stands out to me as I a like good one. I like the bolt, actually. I really like heavy arms and death scythe out of wing. Yeah, I, I think like death scythe's good, but that's two out of five, right? Those, two out of six, honestly. I've actually always also liked the wing Gundam. It's it's I definitely like a third place, but I have a lot of nostalgia for the wing, but I've just seen so many similar designs that I think are better. That might be a big part of it too, is that there's a lot of nostalgia for the wing or wing zero. That that's what I always think of. I kind of like the Sandrock weirdly because it's like, I don't know. I like the, the bulkiness Sandrock's of it. The offbeat enough that I can understand that opinion. I don't like the Sandrock, but I can get that because it's different from like any other Gundam. I think that of a lot of the double O Gundams also, actually. It's like none of them really feel like they're for me, but I'm like, like you can see why they're yeah. there. What's the sniper one uh, that you get in V? Oh, the one I you get in V is the Cherubium. The, yeah. tr- the Cherubium? Actually, no, the Cherubium is the middle one. I don't remember. The, it starts with a Z. Uh, I think it's a Zambaya. That sounds right. I really like that one, but that's also because I really like the idea of the funnels and the sniper rifle. I also yeah. like the base one of that one, because I did see that one in the actual series. Kind of cool. Yeah, like I said, I think there is appeal to all the double guns, but I don't think any of them are great. But really depending, like, mobile suits are weird to me, because there, there are some of them that I really like, but there are some of them that, like, for whatever reason, I don't like them compared to other things. Like, I really like the Arbalist out of Full Metal Panic, but... When you actually look at that thing, it's so bare bones. It's like, there's not a lot of distinguishing features on it. And it has the BS drive, so. Well, wait till we get to Double O. I actually really like the system on the uh, that I'm talking about in Double O, but it is. It can't be any worse than the BS drive no, it's or not. Lambda driver. It's Trust not. me on this one. Is it actually called the BS drive? It's called the Lambda driver. Okay. I call it the BS drive because of what it does. I figured. What does it do? It's Whatever very the gear plot and needs it to do, 
Okay. <laughs> okay. It yes. literally so very takes, It literally takes shonen battle energy and converts it <laughs> yes. into attack and defense energy. Wait, did Trigger make this show? No. I know. <laughs> That's the, it, it is a super serious like war story when they're actually in combat, but then they bring this thing out and they're talking about like how to use it. Oh my god, it's fantastic. It turns shonen boy energy into it, it's not like that, but that's what I just immediately thought of. Is it's like it, it's literally trying to weaponize fighting spirit, and it is great. Shonen energy is definitely measured in good boys, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's enough fun. We should get to the episode. <laughs> but I want to have more fun. <laughs> yeah, that's just the way you phrased that. Just hit me as I was in the middle of laughing at it. Phase 20, passed, skip this one. But Crunchyroll, if you don't want. I tell you what happened last time, but that's what we got this episode for. To be fair to this episode, 20 in is longer than Seed went without a clip episode. But this is uh, technically the second yes. episode, or second clip episode we've got. Technically. Uh, for those of you who don't know, when Seed, when Destiny originally aired, there was a special that aired between episodes 15 and 16. That was a recap from Sai's point of view for reasons of Gundam Seed and then Destiny so Who we haven't seen in the show proper, right? I don't right? think we do. Um, really I think funny. there are a couple of flashbacks of him from Seed, but I don't think he actually shows up in Destiny. As far as I'm aware, that episode has not been available since it originally aired. And it was billed as a special. It was in the normal time slot. It was the normal amount of time. But it was not given an episode number or anything like that. As far as I'm aware, it's never been reran and it's not been on any of the DVD collections. But yes, it is kind of the second clip episode. And when you look at it like that, it's less charitable. But watching it now, it's our first one. And this is almost halfway through the series. It's a decent spot for one. If you have to have one, this is a fine spot. If you have to have two, this is maybe even a little late. Well, in this one here, um, I will have to give it a little bit of credit. While it is also largely recapping events of the first series, um, it's also doing so in a manner that it's trying to bring a like you're, it's trying to tell you about more about Shin. Yeah, it's Shin's the, story. We just have heard a lot of it already. The problem is we've only got no, we've only gotten like the end part of Shin's story of his parents. His parents are dead. Well, his parents um, don't matter. His sister's the only important character. His parents were not drawn like anime. The problem with that is, at the same time, like this is the kind of thing we should have gotten more of early on with shin like you you're you're now telling us here's shin and here's why you should care about him instead of really doing more to show us why we should care about shin i was gonna say this for final thoughts i think that is noble but i think this episode is badly served by its dual purposes i think making it from shin's point of view makes it a bad clip episode and i think it fails to do a good job of presenting who Shin is and giving us new information about him and where his mental state is right now. If it had to have a narrator, who do you think it should have been? Then I do think it should have been Shin. Honestly, I just think they did a better job of it. Okay. I don't think there would have been a better one for it. I was just curious to know if you thought it should have been one of the other main characters, like Lacus or Mir or something. No, I, I do know exactly why I thought of those two, because I thought of Lacus and who the logical one was going to be Kira, but then the obvious connection was Mir. Uh, Lacus too, sexy boogaloo. <laughs> sexy, sexy boobaloo i think tyler i'm pretty sure that's a porno <laughs> sexy boobaloo okay wait go ahead and start the episode you're while gonna I'm look fine. that up yeah, are obviously. you <laughs> now i'm just imagining the awful awful alternate universe where lacus klein stayed in the plants and mir's only uh option was to be in porn parodies as lacus klein or she just gets work as lacus's body double i could definitely see that coming up <laughs> all my jokes are spoilers um so this episode starts with a regular ass last time on Gundam Seed that just has events from the last episode trying to trick you into thinking this is going to be a normal ass episode. Okay, wait. Watch the breast around Electric Boobaloo. 
It's an Amazon Prime video. Um, I don't. It, it's, I bet Amazon Prime. Um, <laughs> as far as I can tell, it's basically like a Girls Gone Wild, except without the wild. It's just like <laughs> Girls Gone. Yeah, it's just it's just like bikinis. Um, that said, there is an bur- ur- a bourbon, an Urban Dictionary entry for Boobaloo. Of course, there is <laughs> a. Wow, my wow! Uh, someone made this specifically for their wife, or maybe their husband, their their partner of some sort. Ah. Yeah, it's actually kind of sweet, but... <laughs> Here, I made that for Lacus. Actually, probably more likely the other way around. Yeah, probably more the other way around. Kira's not really into nonsense words. I could totally see Lacus being into nonsense words. It's saccharine, and therefore I'm going to read it on the podcast. We can cut it if we want, but... <clears throat> a boobaloo. A nickname for someone who is amazing, caring, charming, wonderful, incredible, adorable, athletic. Sexy, smart, courageous, which has a link, but none of these other words do for some reason. Kind, ambitious, define courageous, creative, spontaneous, deserving. I'm not. I'm not sure what deserving means. Honest, loyal, faithful, cheerful, and is a best friend, a boyfriend, a son, and a lover. Someone who could absolutely be mistaken as an angel, a saint, and a gift from God, which is also highlighted for some reason. So it's courageous, saint, and gift from God. James Safer is my boobaloo. So we get the opening sequence. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was terrible, Tyler. I know. Uh, but it was also really sweet. So. so the war started when Shin was 12. We get the good stock footage of Dins. I think this is new shots of some Bakus. No, that was that's a stock footage. We've seen that before. We get a lot of more stock footage of battleships being destroyed by Jins, some nuclear weapons. We got a recap of Junius 7. Although he does attribute it to the Earth Forces nuking Junius 7. And I thought from the beginning of Seed, it was never... Like, they didn't actually know who nuked Junius 7. It just, it happened. I don't know what the situation is there. But anyway, we get some Shin being an ideal kid. He was sleeping under some cherry blossom trees with, with a, a book, book on, on his face. Meanwhile, stuff Shin couldn't possibly know about, the Strike Gundam. On Space Orb. Well, it's it's been two years, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, the war started when you, how long did this war go on? About two years. I assume one year, I assume it's one year war rules, so, but it, if he said he was twelve, so it's been so in theory two years it would have lasted two years. Wait, he said he was twelve? Yeah, yes. when the war started. Wait, no, that doesn't line up though. Well, if it's if the war lasted two years from when he was twelve, then the war ends when he's fourteen. This is two years later, which would put him at sixteen. The problem is Atherin is sixteen at the beginning of the war, and he is eighteen now. That's only two years total. Did they say Atherin was sixteen when the war Acor- started? According to the official wiki, he is sixteen at in the middle of the war, and the war does not last that long. Right? If Shin's birthday is shortly after the war started, that can work. I d- well, if, if Atherin mm. is sixteen in the middle of the war, which is what you just said. Well, yeah, I don't know when. It just says in Seed he is sixteen. In Destiny he is eighteen. Well, in Seed, the war has been going on beforehand, though. So if you assume that the war started before Seed, oh C, yeah, that's a good point. I forgot about that. I forgot that the war happened before Kira got a mobile suit. The war for Kira started when the war when they got a mobile suit because that's when that happened, and that would actually make sense if the war lasts two years. It also makes sense as to where these came from. They realized, oh shit, we need to build some mobile suits. Yeah, that's we're true. getting trounced. Yeah, no, that made a lot more sense actually. Okay, god damn, the strike is a good design. I'm a fan. I'm just like boy. Now, now that I'm looking at it, like just it's got some really good angles on it. I will admit it threw me off because I didn't watch any of the seed actually with the uh, with the sound on for the subtitles. 
Kira's voice actor when they replayed that threw me off. Huh. I like Japanese Kira. He's not Ed from Ed and Eddie, but actually, actually that's not true. He is. Um, <laughs> it was just different because I wasn't expecting it. I will admit, I think we got into a conversation about voice actors at one point on the Discord recently. And uh, how Flay's voice actress is Tabitha St. Germain. I, was, I thought, for whatever reason, I thought she voiced Stella too. No. But she doesn't. The Japanese voice actress voices both characters. Yeah, I thought that, they'd done the same thing in, no. in English, but it, they it, did not. It bothers me that they did not. She plays a character in Double O, though. I noticed that. I was looking through her filmography because the first three are different, like My Little Pony things and then Gundam Seed. <laughs> Look, she's got a good career. Yeah, flipping through it, what it looked like was mostly like My Little Pony and like children's shows. And then, like, Gundam. It's a show for babies, as we constantly say. Anyway, Shin had a sister who did playful things to him. And he, and he liked that because he liked his sister. I distinctly remember almost writing a note. I don't write notes of these anymore. About how Shin's character, parents couldn't possibly have been coordinators because they look so plain. But that will be disproven later yeah. on. They uh, are very explicitly coordinators. Also, this is not a cherry blossom orchard. This is just trees. This is just trees. Also, they're cooking shish kebab because they're, like, van camping, or maybe they're taking a picnic or something. I don't know. I think they're camping because there's a tent in the background. Anyway, Shin's like, yeah, I just was, like, worried about how to trick my parents into buying me video games and how my sister would want to turn, and that would be a drag. Hey, look, it's that ad for that one video game that happened earlier in the show. Anyway, we got a lot of exposition about Orb that's super helpful. We've talked about this on the show, but I'm pretty sure this is where it explicitly says that their technological advantage comes from allowing coordinators to join the nation. It might have been implied with Erica Simmons before, but... She kind of mentioned it. But I don't know that they ever really explicitly mentioned that Erica Simmons is a coordinator. That's extended universe stuff. We know that. She got screen time during this, too. I don't think they ever specifically say she's a coordinator. Since, like, my parents moved there because there weren't a lot of places for coordinators on Earth, but they said they liked their philosophy. But this sangry boy and this sad boy were fighting in space at some point. Yeah, then we get just a bunch of cool shots of the strike fighting Diarca and Izak, which are amazing in context, but in this clip episode without any of it. Well, and just a couple of cool shots. Nickel's there, too. That was actually a really good shot of taking down a bunch of the funnels. That was nice. And we get the Archangel, a blade of gelling. Look at it, it's just gelling. We get a recap of uh, Isaac's war crime while uh, I believe it's Shin is narrating the orb's ideals. Yeah. It's like, yeah, the war got worse and worse, but it didn't have anything to do with me. So this one was uh, labeled the second Battle of Victoria. Did we see the first Battle of Victoria? I don't think that we did. I love that the evil shot of the strike as it levels the cannon. Anyway, Shin's like, my mom really thought that racism was bad and that humans should just like live together regardless of whether they're genetically engineered. But Andrew Waltfelt had philosophy about how war should end. A guy I don't know and will never meet. Also, that was when he had a pretty boy face before he got a scar. Alas. Also, this one kid got beat up at some point or something. I don't know. It made him a racist. Not even really beat up. He was trying to beat somebody up and lost. But I think genetically manipulating people's genes is good. That's my hot take. I really like that they're like doing this like coordinators could be all these things and they're just all George Glenn just doing shit over the course of his life. <laughs> then like unfortunately we get the same shots. We got these same shots. Last of, like, a episode. Bunch of di- uh, coordinators being shot last episode. I like how Kigali's like you guys can do so much more than us from birth. And Kira's like you're right. I did shit better than anyone else. I'm the best at writing operating systems in the middle of combat. <laughs> From birth. He's like, and one time there was a battle right outside of Orb's territory, and that was scary. 
And then we ignored it because we're a highly consumerist economy, I guess. Well, he actually specifically mentioned that it was different from all the other ones because of the fact that it was right there and they were getting live updates as it was being chased into territory. Why it's on, like, the big screen, like, the Madison Square Garden-style screens, I don't know. Because they hired Frank West to go photograph it. He photographs things. He doesn't have a video camera. Uh, he's coordinator Frank Ress. He, <laughs> that his, his coordinator perk is, has video camera instead of just camera. Anyway, Shin's like, that one was different. I remember being super nervous. Uh, remember when Rambo was around? Is he in this show at all? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Kisaki, is that his name? Kisaka. Kisaka. That was close. And then Patrick was a jerk and declared Operation Spitbreak a thing. You know, I never noticed, but they've got that recon gin, and I'm pretty sure that's just a recycled thing from the earlier episode where uh, Kira shoots it down, because it does have the yep. moment where it is floating in space like that. It may well be. So then we get some cool shots of Rehash Zach of Alaska now. Yeah. yeah, and there's this one super detailed shot of the Archangel's Bridge for a half second from that episode, and it's super detailed in that episode, but in comparison to the rest of the animation here, it just looks so out of place. <laughs> We get Kira saving the Archangel, my favorite moment in the series, but it means nothing because there isn't any context and it's just a clip episode. Again, it's one of those things that because it happened in the last series, we know what it is. But if you're looking at it from just watching Destiny, it's just another moment. It's not a like a really cool moment. It just is. It just is existent. And that's what I was talking about earlier when I said I felt like it fails as a clip episode. Like, it doesn't establish what was cool about Seed, nor do I think it really gives you the events, except for in the broadest of strokes of there was war. There was war, which is actually maybe what Destiny is on about. Did you notice that in the uh, shot where it was, like, pulling out its rifle, it was super slow-mo in Seed, In this they actually sped up the slow-mo, and it looked really weird? I did not, but you are correct. It was definitely faster in there. We get them triggering their whole... uh... Death bomb. Microwave gun. Cyclops system. Like, this is a really big moment, but it's not given context. It's like, hey, look, a big bomb. And then right after that, it's, hey, look, a different big bomb. <laughs> yeah. And again, if we're watching it, if you've seen it already, it's fine. It's just a reminder. But if it's genuinely trying to catch you up, I think it's a huge failure. Because it's trying to cover the entire series in a half an hour, and that's not really going to work. This is the kind of thing you really needed to do in episode one. You don't, you really shouldn't be trying to recap all of the first series this late in the game. I do love that Shin's explanation is my mom said the Earth forces were saying some stupid shit and that they were going to come attack us for it because <laughs> the war was turning in the favor of Zaft. And then they kind of did. Also because uh, Orb had the space elevator, the space ramp. It's not actually a space elevator in this series, is it? Space no. roller coaster. Space roller no, coaster. That's double O. That is the reason they attacked Orb, right? Is yeah. They wanted that. Also, they wanted to test their um, new models. Yeah, on, their like, new models. But that was the primary tactical reason, was the space elevator, <laughs> as we just established. Yeah, and it was called the Orb Liberation Operation. Who are they liberating it from? Themselves. Orb. <laughs> so anyway, as we have mentioned, Shin's parents are dead. Apparently, they waited way too long to try and evacuate. And then we get that scene from the beginning of the show. I don't mind this one being here nearly as much. We have not seen the full version of this that many times. I, We've I just think... seen the ending. We've, We've just, just seen, seen the part where his parents are dead. Yeah. I think this is actually the only the second time we saw that. And then it actually cuts to new footage, I think. Of him in, like, the hold of a ship. I actually really like that shot in contrast as a transition. It was kind of nice. I love how well, arrowed he looks. And it yeah. also is a good uh, idea of, like, where his headspace is at that point. Because there's a contrast of, there's a kid saying, you know, Mom, I'm thirsty. Uh-huh. 
but he's just and he's just there alone. And he's got a death grip on that phone. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Athens like, let's kick ass, Kira. <laughs> let's wreck face. And then we get ghost dad time. Yeah, we got quite a bit of ghost dad time here. Basically explaining orb is doomed. So rather than send any of our like governing structure, we're all gonna go down with the ship. It's on you, Kigali. Have fun. Nonsense. <laughs> they sent the princess and Kisaka. They sent the princess and Rambo. I do like the shot, though, when we get Diarka, Atherin, and Kira all in the same shot as they're like, what are we going to do next? Like, it keeps flashing from, like, uh, Lord Azumi talking to Kigali and them, and here's what we're going to do back to Shin aboard the ship, which I really like. So it's, like, actual clips contrasted by, like, what Shin is, in theory, going through at the, at the time. Yeah, I do like the idea. I just don't think it's very well executed. I also really like uh, the recap of the... Gundam hand-holding? Yeah, no, but them giving each other a bro look after Kira helps Atherin onto the ship, they're just like, sup, bro? <laughs> but in mobile suits. And we've, we've got a name of the captain from the beginning of the series where we were talking about how he needed to be, we, we felt he should be more important. His name's actually Captain Todaka. Yes, and this is the guy who was like, ah, this is ungrateful, I think. Yeah, like, he actually was, I, I'm, I'm not sure if this is backsplaining him or not, I think it kind of is, personally. But, like, I do like him having a connection with Shin. Because he was also the guy that basically said, we gotta get you on the boat, because we gotta go now. Yeah. Uh, we get some new footage of Izumi giving a speech at Parliament, where he's basically just talking about orbs. Is that I Parliament? Do. I assume it's the I, the I, diet building. I the, assumed it was the UN. I mean, this is, I think, in time, this is supposed to be right before the invasion. Like, Kigali's in her military dress uniform. So. Yeah. I guess that's true enough. And we see Shin and Mayu watching, so I assume it's more local. And then we get back to, like, them running away, as well as, like, flashing to Shin in his PTSD, which makes a lot of sense. Anyway, the captain personally comes to, like, try to help Shin out, because he's like, hey, I know, at least you're safe, and I know your parents would be glad about that. I really do wish, like, when they came, like, when Shin was back in Orb, that he He'd actually... gone to try to see him? Yeah, like he tried to see him or something else had come up. So I, I just think they should have had done like more with him because that's kind of that's a definitely an interesting idea because Shin doesn't want anything to do with Orb, but this guy helped him. And Shin's not Shin can be a bit of a dick, but, but he's not unreasonable, he's, really. Yeah. And then we get the eye catch, which is actually quite late this week. Yep. Yeah, I was remembering how we we're commenting last time that it was like early, and I think this one's almost five minutes later. We're over halfway through our first clip episode in Destiny, and that's a thing, I guess. I'm not sure that that's a good thing, but it's definitely a thing. I don't know that we have any particular announcements this week, but hey, I think this next weekend is our end-of-the-month game day. I think Ed, who is a close, close friend to the podcast, is choosing the game this week, and it's going to be something Star Wars-themed. So if that's your jam, you should drop by and check it out. Um, as usual, I'll be streaming it, and you can hop in and play with us, because, hey, why not? The more the merrier. Unfortunately, I don't have anything in particular to help delay the inevitable return to this clip episode. So, once more, follow me, my friends, into the breach. And then getting out of Shin, we get back to the war. It's oops all nukes. This is all nukes on, on purpose. Oh, yeah. This is, we spent money on nukes, let's use them. Nukes. Part of this balanced death. Hey, the Three Ships Alliance. We Lackis saw them Klein once. Lackis Klein is here. Also, the, yeah, I was going to say, there's a Lackis. 
She's doing some speech. Yeah, she's soliloquy in the flashback, which is great. <laughs> she's not quite as good at it. If as, the blade uh, of light stabs, ghost through, is. stabs through those who have already been stabbed, will only lead to endless tears and hatred once more. Thanks, Domo and La- Klein. <laughs> Their child would be unstoppable at public speech. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't think Domo is particularly good at public speaking. Um, he's really good at impromptu speeches though i think just keep w- using the same one over and over oh, again. that's fair i think he would just practice be a really it in his good, bedroom <laughs> like, their their child would be a really good boxer because of the fact that boxing is is also partly performance fair hey remember that time mula flocka died that was sad hey he did yeah. say he has an act for making the impossible possible like coming back from the dead but this is because he's blocking <laughs> a low end grin with just the strike shield yeah which is actually pretty and impressive. he gets vaporized we actually get the which, excellent uh, scene of <sighs> Natarl telling Maru to fire from across space. Which hey, is remember Ralacruce? He was there, too. Showing Mu dying again just makes absolutely no freaking sense. Hey, also Flay's dead. She didn't get reincarnated as a blonde idiot. Yeah. It's one of those really stupid things, because I think you're the one that pointed it out. If if Mu was alive, they would have picked him up. It wasn't like he was anywhere <laughs> not right next to the ship captain by his girlfriend. Then we get to see Athra not be the one to shoot his dad. Wasn't one of these episodes called Day of Revelation as Rue is just shouting that out? I don't remember. I don't think that was one. Hey, remember the Justice without a backpack? I think It looks really awkward. Hey, remember that one time Kigali had a mobile suit? I honestly... It was really awkward. (laughs) I actually forgot that uh, the strike has a double-bladed lightsaber on it. Yep. I do like that that, shot. That's the freedom. Yeah, the the freedom. When it pulls out the double-bladed lightsaber, but... Like, it's honestly spending way too much time on the tail end here, if you're trying to recap the series. I mean, it kind of shows, like, where the hell these other characters who are not Shin came from a little bit. It doesn't really recap (laughs) the plot. After all this, then Shin is like, and then the war was in space. After we see it. Yeah, after it's the, after the war is basically over. And then it eventually, it got real bad, and then it ended. This is actually the reason why... I would. I wish they'd done more with the the orb officer, Captain Todaka, because apparently he's even the one that sent Shin to the plants or helped Shin get to the plants. Yeah, and we do know from the previous series that the uh, plants were accepting refugees from Orb, so I don't know how much he had to do, but I do like that too. He definitely could be like a father figure for Shin, or at least somebody that Shin also remembers or and recognizes. Like, trusts. like this is a reason why he might think about going back to Orb, even if he doesn't want to ever go back. Like, it's clearly, this is a person who had an effect on him. Yeah. Look at him wanting to be tiny Bruce Wayne. I will become a jet that combines with some other pieces. <laughs> the symbol and then, of fear. So we've gone past, like, where Destiny or where Seed ended, and now it's like, okay, now into, like, the interim period. We're getting a lot of footage that's technically new, but it did get reused in the HD remake of yeah. Destiny. This is what me and Jeremy were talking about at one point in um, in Seed. Yeah. They use this shot. I don't remember exactly where it is, but this also puts that kind of out of place because he he references that he joined the military academy after yeah, the, the war. war. Oh, that's a cool shot. I had not seen that one before. Which one? The one where he's in the, the, uh, knife. the knife? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I like him in the green with Ray in the jet, but like, ah, oh, these are good shots that I missed even when I was just watching it. And they do a rusty picture. I kind of like the idea of like the training exercise with the impulse and the... Uh, the Zaku. The Zaku. But then the plot of Gundam Seed Destiny happened. Which we're still recapping for like three, three minutes. more minutes. That's when my life started. <laughs> That's when I, Shin Asuka Angry Boy, became into existence. Well, you know, Shin's done about three minutes of things in this series. <laughs> and then we, we gotta get some padding in here for 
other reasons and show the entire connection sequence for the impulse because that's the most important fucking thing. Anyways, like, do you guys want wars? This is how you get wars. Also, I hate Atherin's girlfriend. <laughs> She's so self-righteous. You know, I kind of wish at some point in there, in this whole thing about, like, Shin's background in between going up to Destiny itself, we got an implication of when he started blaming the Athas for his family's death. Yeah, that would be much we, more interesting, wouldn't it? We don't get any of that. Like, if we get a, like, was it Ray's influence? Did he come to it completely on his own? Was this a decision he made when he got on the boat? Was this after the war ended? Like, why did he join the military? That well, he, was he actually like, did explain well, why he joined the military. Kind of? He explained that he did join the military. <laughs> no, he did give his reasons why he joined the military. It was because he didn't want to be helpless again. That's why he joined the military. He which wanted a, a sweet giant robot next time. Which is also kind of a discussion he and Atherin have at some point. Yeah, that's what Zach's referring to. Oh, no, I thought you meant in this flashback. No, we do not get any of his reasoning. Not in this flashback. We got in it before, though. So, arguably, you don't need it here. Arguably, we don't need this entire episode, though. So, I suppose that's a moot. If you were going to use this kind of a thing, and there's the shot of his family's death again. Which we literally already saw this episode. Well, we didn't get that shot yet this episode. Okay, that's fair. Honestly, they don't... What they should have done, I think, here, is if you're going to do an episode like this for Shin, you give his perspective, but you don't go through the entire war. You go over, like, how it's influencing him on that frame, that frame really early on, and just keep moving on and give, like, where he started blaming the Athas and not the guys who killed him. Not, not the guys who pulled the trigger. Yeah. It's very vague as to who exactly it was, if it was the Calamity or if it was actually uh, mis-shot from Kira. Which I actually like that. The do they ever go into that? Hmm? Do they ever go into that? Like, does Kira ever like do the thing where he feels responsible for Shin's parents' death? It's no? definitely like it's addressed. It's not like it made a big deal of it. Okay, I'm okay with that. Remember that one time that Shin was they wearing actually, Final Fantasy clothing? They actually kept that uh, quote though. That they they used it here. Yeah, that well, you were talking about the one that just there's. If you don't know, in the Crunchyroll episode or the Crunchyroll release, I guess of the episode where Shin and Kira meet, there is a oddness with some subtitles and a line doesn't get put up. But it's repeated here, and we do actually get to see the line. I don't think it makes the rest of the episode worth watching, but... So we flash back to Shin being a whiny baby some more, yelling at them about how his tragedy isn't trivial. And how his family was killed because of the authors. I get Yeah, killed because of the authors. I guess? Well, and again, he says... We believed in your ideals, and my family was killed at Onagoro when you were literally upholding the ideals that we cl- that I claim my family believed in. So, yeah. well, I think that's kind of his point. Is like, so I can't believe you anymore. Like you said, you wouldn't allow yourselves to be invaded, but there we were. Yeah. Well, and also it's like, hey, my parents believed in this, and it got them killed. What yeah. what good did it do for them? Like I can see how you could justify where he ended up at it would be would have been nice if they had given yeah. any of that to us though it, it would have been nice if the series did it instead yeah. of making us do the work yeah uh, destiny has been doing that a lot actually i've noticed there's a bit of it in seed but not nearly as much i feel like i've been having to be a destiny apologist i don't apologize for it it's terrible uh, uh, do you actually not know what an apologist is zach it is, it is not someone who apologizes, even though it sounds like it should be. It's someone who comes up with rational explanations for things that defend their dumb beliefs. I know what it is. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, war was beginning again. Yeah, anyway, war was... Outbreak of war? Again? Oops, all nukes. Yep, see, th- see there, well, he's got an orange Zaku there. 
Yep, it's actually kind of uh, Metroid colored or Samus colored, I guess. I think you made the same comment. Before. I'm sure I did because the those I think green you highlights. Specifically called it Samus launching. Hey, we're just recapping our own recaps. Yep. Then Shin turned into a Super Saiyan and fought a crab. Ah, the crab. It's the best <laughs> mobile suit. Technically, it's a mobile armor. Yeah, I'm sorry. I actually have that in my notes. It's uh, mech, actually, is what I called in the notes because I knew it was not a mobile suit. It's got a shield. We get to see Shin go Super Saiyan and wreck some boats. Don't worry, Shin definitely didn't kill anyone as he slashes through the bridge. I don't think we're supposed to think Shin doesn't kill people. That's fair. Amusingly enough, I don't think he would have actually sank that first boat. And then we end, I think, kind of awkwardly on Shin destroying boats. Like, because yeah. I don't think it proves any point about Shin or, like, there's no dialogue to it. It's just, it's like, it's here. We're not where we started the episode. Does it, does Shin get progressively angrier after this? Because it might be setting up for that. He, not lo- he progressively loses character. Yeah, I can, I can, I guess, kind of see that argument for where it's going, but I wouldn't characterize <laughs> it that way. Sorry, I just saw all the thumbnails that he have on Crunchyroll. I'm like, okay, Gundam, Gundam, Gundam. JoJo's, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. But I, my brain was like, oh, these are all the same series. I'm like, oh, man, that, that I'm really looking forward to three or four episodes from now where there are some random weird dudes in suits. <laughs> <laughs> so that does it for our first clip episode. You ready to do this, I think, two more times? Maybe oh, three no. more times? Oh, oh no. please shoot me now. And they eliminated two clip episodes from the uh, HD version? I'm not sure how many more jokes I can do to start these things off, and I don't even think the one from today was particularly good. High point, Tyler? (laughs) High point is uh, Mayun. Mayu. Mayu, just Mayu. Uh, Throwing leaves at Shin. Yeah, throwing a bunch of leaves. Uh, Secondary high point, shish kebab. Zach, high point? The episode ended. (laughs) I at least like that Shin is the focus and like we're giving him an episode. I at least like that they tried, they said, hey, we need an episode that's all about Shin's feelings. So I mean, A that, for effort, F for execution. That That is true. Like, I definitely agree with you on that count. They did kind of need one like this to get Shin's headspace, like, really locked down. Also for them just knowing where Shin's headspace is. I'm not sure <laughs> if they actually had that storyboarded or anything like that. They might have just been flying just by the their pants it. at the time. But at the same time, you kind of fucked it up. I was going to give them a D for effort. Also, really quick. Great name for a Gundam Ween podcast that we can't do because we already have that now. You kind of fucked it up? Yes. No. <laughs> uh, just weaning it. Kevin and I made the exact joke on the most it would be recent good. episode of What's a Gundam. Just in defense of the writing stuff, I do think they knew where Shin's character was supposed to be. I just think they do an awful job at showing us, the viewers. I think Shin is a fully developed character in their head, and that might actually be part of the problem. Is that they're not letting him develop on screen at all? Yeah. Because he's already developed. Low point, Tyler. Oof. Oof. Um, I think just the fact that they spent so long on the last, like, two episodes of Destiny in this- Gundam, or Seed, you mean? Yeah, sorry, of Seed in this clip episode. Like, a good third of the clip episode all came from, like, the last two or three episodes. Yeah. Zach? The episode started? <laughs> You're not allowed to do this next clip episode. <laughs> no, I'm, I, I, I was mostly kidding. Um, I mean, it is- a low point because the fact that it is a clip episode it, it is a poorly executed clip episode but i think my actual low point is the fact that they took the opportunity and they presented this captain todaka as like this dude that actually has a significant connection with shin and we have seen him in the series but they just don't really you do anything with him when it's like this is a guy that you could use for something like this but they just they just don't yeah and, and 
it means that this connection with Shin is meaningless, so why not just have him be just another dude? Yeah, I'm gonna go, I just, the way that the dialogue does not sync up with the clips. Yeah, it kind of does early on, and then it gets progressively worse. Yeah, Tyler's right. It's okay early, but then progressively gets worse and worse. All right, we have some responsibilities. First, we have Ghost Dad, who scored more points than he has in the rest of Destiny so far. This episode, we've got Mr. Otha on screen for one minute and 29 seconds. Dang. Bringing his total screen time in Destiny to two minutes and 21 seconds, and his total uh, screen time after his death at three minutes. His total time before his death is at 16 minutes and 59 seconds. So he needs about 14 more minutes of screen time to pass it. So well, if I don't know if he's going to do episodes? it. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Yeah, especially with the two clip episodes we have eliminated. That's going to hurt him. Yeah, I think you're right. That's it. So in the non-HD version, it might have been different. Yeah, I'm not going to check. But <laughs> Ghost Dad is the hardest part of this podcast for me. Uh, let's put a blast impulse on our on our list. We have a list on our website, www.lastpodcast.com, where we rank all our mobile suits. Zach hates the impulse. <laughs> Zach loathes the impulse. Should go down there with the minestral. <laughs> just getting uh, out, just getting that out there early on. It's definitely worse than its equivalent, the launcher strike. I kind of like its dual wield aesthetic. That's the one that makes the most sense to me to just put another gun on it. It reminds me of the freedom in some ways, but it doesn't look as good as the launcher strike. I yeah. like the fact that the launcher strike has the really big cannon instead of the two like snub nosed cannons. I like that um uh, not asymmetrical design to it. Um. I do think it's better than the Force Impulse, though. I, agree. I think it uh, does more to differentiate itself from the. Uh, it does do that. The equivalent strike form. I think it's worse than the Sword Impulse, though. Agreed. I would agree. Okay. So somewhere in the middle. That actually narrows it down a fair amount. It does. How do we think it compares to our favorite underwater Gundam? Because it's the only one we have, the Abyss. I prefer I the like, Abyss. Okay. I, I actually like the Impulse, the Blast Impulse, more than I like the Abyss. Uh, but I actually prefer the Exus, if I'm honest. <laughs> Which is way lower. Thanks for. <laughs> No problem. <laughs> Talking about the question, Zach, I, I like it more than the chaos too. Are you going to side with the chaos, Tyler? I am going to. I actually like the chaos. Yeah, I actually like the chaos quite a well. bit, personally. So let's go to the Exus, which again, I like the blast impulse more than I like the Exus. What's the Exus? It's the thing that Neil Roanoke drives with the funnels. Oh, the funnel thing. It's like the it's like the streamlined Mobius. Um, you know, as much as that one really grew on me, the more I thought about it, but I think I agree. I might like the impulse more. I do not like the Forbidden Gundam, so I'd put the Blast Impulse above that. Yeah, I'm more... Bad Death Scythe. Yeah. I'm actually mm. really partial to Bad Death Scythe, because I, like <laughs> I like its laser deflectors. Just like, I like the deflectors. It's also got the left turn laser. I just think it looks bad, honestly. Yeah, that's my biggest problem with it, is and, I don't like the design. And it's clearly riffing on the Death Scythe, and it's such a worse design than it. Like, when I look at it, I can't help but think about the Death Scythe and how it's better. I mean, that's fair. No, I that's just, true of all the druggy Gundams, kind of. I just think Bad Death Scythe is better than the, than the Impulse. I think I'm going to have to give it to the Impulse. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to stop it at the Shenlon, though, because it's got those sweet flamethrowers, which are completely useless outside of atmosphere. So the Blast Impulse will go at number 32 above the Forbidden Gundam, but below the Shenlong from Gundam Wing. Puts it about middle of the list? How many, how many things do we oh, have on the list? It's a little bit on the lower end, because we have 52 things on the um, list now. Okay, I thought we had like 60-some-odd. So we we did it. We did a clip episode, guys. We made it through. Join us next week when we'll be watching episode 21, Wandering Eyes. It's phase 21. It's fine. <laughs> Why did they do all the episodes in all caps? Um, it's a style. Yeah. Whatever. It vibe in. The style guide told them to. <laughs> the APA style guide for citing your own anime. I can guarantee the next episode will be better than this one. Yep. It's uh, not a high bar. 
And I actually kind of like the story arc we're going into. I think it was better done in Zeta Gundam, but at least it's going to use some of the characters. So join us next week. Until then, we have to keep watching. It is our destiny. the latest game coming out how could i get my parents to buy it for me or the fact that my sister was going to want to play it too and that would be a drag those were the things i cared about